We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. All right, everybody. We have a return guest on the show today with me. It is Fern. It's best hour of their day. Nick, welcome back, brother. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate it. I was trying to think of what we were going to title this podcast, and I think what we will title is, I listened to a podcast, and then I bought a gem. (laughs) That's perfect. That's perfect. (laughs) Which is, for the record, not what we're recommending, Uh, but I do want to walk through. So when I was, I was also trying to go back and look at like, this was over a year ago, easily. Yeah, it was July 8th. I believe it was July 8th. So actually, it was just under a year ago. Okay. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And we've been tracking so like almost 200 episodes. We've been tracking about 200 years. So um, a, a lot has happened. Well, just a lot in the world, much less a lot in your life with uh, acquiring uh, an affiliate. But when we talked about that, you were thinking about it. I believe my advice was don't do it. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Kind, <laughs> kind of. It yeah. was kind of. It was kind of don't do it. Um, but yeah, you went ahead and you did what a lot of people do, which is like, hey, this is something I'm super passionate about and I'm going to make a plunge and you purchased an affiliate. So tell us kind of how that went down. So uh, local affiliate, actually the one that I was coaching at before COVID started, um, started falling on hard times around say January of 21. So they made it almost all the way through all the COVID crap, but it was just becoming too much to handle. And they had to close their doors at the end of uh, January. And uh, we caught word of it from one of the owners and he kind of asked if we'd be interested myself and I had a, a, my girlfriend in with this and another friend yeah. of ours. And we were like, yeah, we're interested. Talk to us, you know? And uh, I took about two weeks and we were able to make a deal to purchase the remaining assets and kind of what was left of the place. Um, and then we opened back up in March of 2021. Okay. So uh, four partners, is that correct? Yeah. Four okay. partners officially. Yep. Got it. And then the, so, uh, without getting into the, some of the specifics there, was it, was it just like complete loss of member base? Is that what kind of forced them over the edge? Yeah, they were, they were down on membership and they mm-hmm. were about to lose money for the first time they opened in 2018 and they were about to lose money for the first time. Um, I think, so there were two owners and one of the owners got a little bit scared by that and, uh, she bailed and then we kind of bought in on her portion. Oh, so they sold before they lost money. They did lose money in January okay. and then okay. February kind of lost money just because there was the doors weren't open necessarily. Got it. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I'm a sucker, man. I lost tons of money before. <laughs> before. <laughs> they did well. They did well until then. Yeah. Right. Um, so so that's so that's a complete shutdown for at least uh, was that like two? What, what was it? Two or three? About two weeks we were shut down. And then once we got our foot in the door again, we reopened kind of like um, speakeasy style, like keep right. it on the down low. We're not officially open, but if you want to come work out, we were trying to hold on to as many members as we could. Right. You know, we had a, a WhatsApp group, get on the WhatsApp, inviting people there and hey, we're going to be there this time at this day, you know, that right. kind of stuff. 
I can appreciate the secret squirrel nature of that, but right. an, an encrypted right. an encrypted text thread that, that nobody can follow. Um, okay, so uh, do you mind if, like, what, when you assumed the gym, like, yeah. as we've already established, like, this is basically was an asset, an asset purchase, roughly what was the membership base at? They were at um, 70 in January, but as soon as it was announced that the doors were closed, it dropped down to about 30. So people went elsewhere, basically, right Got away. It. Okay. And okay. So you guys pick that up and obviously that's uh, obviously a, a little sketch as a, as a new owner, right? Like it's not one yeah. of those things are like buy at the dip. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it's not the, sometimes it's not the best idea. Um, so this is this, right? Like it's like this scenario is like not new, right? So somebody wants to shut down a gym, right. somebody wants to buy it. What I do think is intriguing is the next part, which is, okay, we did it. And then and for the record, we have not worked with Nick. Like we, and he is not an affiliate you person. Like we have literally just chatted via yeah. DM, and you know, and he listens to the podcast. He came on previously, and I was like, "Well, dude, let's talk about it." Like, because um, you had said, "Hey, like I've, I've been following and doing a lot of things that you guys talk about, yeah. and, and it's and it's working." But um, I, I kind of want to talk about like your experience, not necessarily like everybody knows pretty much what we talk about, but the how did you go about identifying? Because this is always the the riddles. Like, what do we do? Okay, so we bought this thing. What's the first thing that we do? What was it that you guys identified was the first thing that needed to be addressed? Um, just getting word of mouth out there to everybody and trying to get as many people back as we could before they got too locked in at another gym or before right. they decided they liked another gym more. And then how many of them did you get back? So we are up to 72, I think, this morning when I checked. So we got a good bit back. It, so that's a, it sounds like that's a combination of some new folks and some old ones. Yes, exactly. Yeah, cool. Well, I mean, that is, I mean, that's, that's 40 people. And, yeah. you know, so that's, that's a really big deal. Um, so when you were reaching out to people, what's that communication look like for you guys? Are you just like, hey, we opened a gym, come on back. Fitness is fun. We just like touch base, like, hey, man, what have you been up to? Haven't seen you in a while. And then whenever we they touch back with us, we'd be like, just wanted to let you know we're reopening the gym. We'd love to have you on board if you want to be a part of it. Come on, come on down, come be a part of it. What and it worked the, for a lot, of, a lot of people. So Yeah, that was my question is what was the general feedback as you started sending out this communication to people? Almost everybody was excited because I was a previous coach um, right. and they knew me. So I had a relationship with these people. And one of the other owners was also a coach before, too. So we had a very good relationship and they always liked us. I mean, I'm, I may be speaking too highly of ourselves, but <laughs> like me, it's fine. <laughs> right. People like me. <laughs> but I think that had a big part to do with it. And the uh, my girlfriend also was a very key member in the gym. She is now a coach as well, but she wasn't before. But everybody knew us. We had a good reputation. They knew us, um, you know. Uh, it, it really worked out in that in our favor. That's uh, it's more important than people think for that to be the case. Um, I'm, I'm working with a couple of affiliate owners who kind of same scenario coach purchased it, but lots of people in the gym are big fans. And it's always something I tell people it's kind of a, I don't want to say it's like a perfect scenario because it's definitely not a perfect scenario. Uh, meaning like buying something that's struggling and then trying to revive yeah. it. What I'm referring to is there's kind of like a, it's, it's kind of like, have you ever been to the airport when like somebody right in front of you goes and they piss off the flight attendant, 
or the, yeah. uh, or the lady working at the front desk. And then, so you quickly realize like, cool, if I'm just nice to this person, when I get up there, <laughs> they'll probably give me what I'm asking yeah. for. It's, yeah. it's kind of like that, which is like, okay, there was some sort of, uh, how, whatever feeling, and not to say that the previous feeling did anything wrong, but like, there's some sort of ill feeling about that. Yeah. Like, but I have some good, uh, kind of good equity with these folks. I'm like, use it. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. That was a big thing. It was more like just like a disconnect. Um, the, the previous owner became a little bit disconnected with the membership. And, uh, and and I know it's not that she didn't care. She definitely did care. But people perceive it as, well, you don't care. You're not talking to me as much. You're not around as much. You don't care. Why am I giving you my, you know, it's expensive for a CrossFit membership. Why am I paying you? You know, I could go anywhere else. It's funny. We just recorded a podcast about retention. Uh, and that was one of the one of the pieces of that is just like, the quite literally what you just said, which is people think that like saying I care. And I, and again, I would agree with you. I, I believe she did care. Mm-hmm. It's not enough. Right. Right. Like I care is not enough. I care does not foot the bill on that one. Right. So, so in knowing that, like, what's your, was there a strategy there or was it just kind of like, fuck it, let's, let's just reach out to people and see what we can do. Or, or was there kind of some strategy involved there with like, Hey, let's reach out to these folks and then come over here and talk to these folks and then try to, did you do any deals for people to come back? We actually didn't even have to, a lot of the people we reached out to, um, a lot of them were there from the beginning and they were so eager to come back. They were so heartbroken when the place um, officially shut down that they were like, Oh my God, this is amazing. I never thought it would be back. And it happened so quick and they were just quickly on board. Um, we didn't have to cut any deals or anything like that. I mean, so we were lucky in that regard. That's really cool. Um, so, um, so how much are you guys in the affiliate at this point between the four of you? Between the four of us, um, a, a good bit, not all the time. Um, part of our, our strategy was I took people uh, who were already in the affiliate as members who I knew were interested in becoming coaches and I, and, and I encouraged them to get their L1s and okay. they did. So now we're, we're sitting on like eight coaches or something like that. So we've got That's a great. good mix and they're all, all, but our kids coach, our kids coach is a newbie to the gym, but yeah. all our other coaches are within my community, which was very important to me. I really wanted to hire from within with coaches to make sure they fit uh, with our community and everybody right. liked them. And it's been a, a beautiful synergy with all, all of that because they were all in-house people they all had a reputation with these people so that also helped when it was like we're coming back and these are your new coaches everybody was like oh this is great you know like it's been very well received that's definitely so i'm i'm not in full in the camp of all the coaches got to come out of the community but there's definitely some strategy involved with familiar faces that people are comfortable mm-hmm. with in order to in order to to kind of keep or kind of bring back that culture that people want yes. uh, and there's a, probably a degree of nostalgia there involved with that as well yeah so i think that's probably a very smart move on your part so um nice job there so past that then what's the next thing you guys identify that you want, that you're just like, Hey, this is the next kind of hill that we've got to climb with regard to, we bought this affiliate. We got to get it or a, we have to get it like off of life support and and get it moving. What's the next thing. So, I mean, just kind of in general was became like the forward facing stuff. The place was getting a little dirty. The equipment was getting a little run down. We needed to show the, uh, the new or the members like, Hey, we're here to reinvest and to make it good again. So we got the place like, 
deep cleaned right away. And we've been very diligent about keeping it very clean. We upgraded some of the equipment, what we could afford to right away. And we're constantly right. trying to do that, of course. But that, so that became more of a, less of a, you know, texting and reaching out to people and more of a look at what we're actually doing now, you know, type of thing. Yeah. People, it's important for affiliate owners and coaches, everybody to know it, it, people need to physically see yeah. where their money goes. Yeah. And that can, that can be 500 bucks at a time. It could be 20 bucks at a time. It could be 10,000 bucks at a time. But the point is, if you're consistently showing and you're consistently upgrading things or doing projects around the gym, this is when you can avoid a lot of this. Well, what am I doing here? Like these guys yeah. are making, you know, like as Jay like to say, they're doing the member math and they see, you know, mm-hmm. 70 members at, you know, at 200 bucks a whack or whatever people are charging. Well, this is how much money they're making. They're like, well, you skipped all the bills. You know, <laughs> you skipped any debt incurred to purchase right. the thing. You skipped a whole lot of things. And um, this is the way you can avoid all of that to a large degree, which is like reinvest, whether it's, you know, a lot of time or a lot of money or a little bit of both or a lot of both. But it needs to be consistent all the time. So continue to do that, and it'll, it, I, I would uh, imagine that it would serve you guys well. Um, and that's that's one of the I've seen some people skip that part when they purchase an affiliate. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, paint paintbrush, right? Get to work. Get to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and like stuff like you could tell, like the floors had been like mopped constantly and never ran the Zamboni and it just had right. this like haze on it and like simple stuff like that. You walk in, you could see it. It just didn't look like there was much pride being taken in the space. So we had to right. kind of reverse that. So let's get into a, a little bit deeper question here. So you're, you're there, you guys are, what is it? So almost four months, four months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what now What's the vision? What do you guys want to happen? So um, and we skipped we, everything. What's the, get, tell everybody your affiliate name. We do skipped right over that. So, so I'm a shitty host. <laughs> we're, we're CrossFit Pine Creek out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, established 2018, reestablished in 2021, basically. So right, and you guys are going to keep the affiliate name? Yeah, that was another cool. thing we wrestled with. Should we keep it? Should we not? And it was kind of decided that it, it wasn't tarnished enough to not keep it. So we right. kept it. And I'm glad we did. Good. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, that didn't sound like they did anything wrong. It just sounded kind of like one of these things where it was kind of like dying a little bit. Yeah. And it, it yeah. didn't have like a net, really a negative association with it. It just wasn't, you know, glowing essentially. So, right. That's so, so what, so what is it that you guys let's so let's let's fast forward out a year or even three years now what are you guys kind of what are you kind of putting your crosshairs on with the affiliate so we are trying to grow the affiliate in in every way shape and form we are all part-timers there and we would love for it at some point to be able to support one person then two person then three then four as far as being able to migrate out of our normal jobs and into that as a full-time thing is really what the, the overall goal is um, even if that means getting a, bill, a bigger space at some point, kind of whatever it takes, we'll see where, where we can go with it. Don't do that. <laughs> That's my first piece of advice. <laughs> Stay where you're at, hold what you got, burst out of the seams, then right. grow. Uh, right. I've seen way too many people do that and they've robbed themselves of the ability to, to actually grow. So everybody thinks space equals growth and it doesn't. Right. Man, manpower in this business, manpower equals growth. I got to have more coaches. I got to have better consistency. I got to have admin. I got to have a lot of these things yeah. that would lend itself to, you know, whatever, whatever anybody would like to imagine in their mind is like high volume intake. 
of clients and, and high volume. Let's just go with something reasonable. Let's go high volume. Let's say 20 people a month, right? That most CrossFit gyms would consider that very high volume. Yeah. So sure. you, you need staff for that, right? If you're going to have any sort of reasonable, even, even one session type of onboarding, like you're going to need like a pretty much at least a, when I say part-time, I mean like they, they literally 50, 50 between this and their other job. Like you, that's yeah. the bare minimum you're going to need for that. Um, and typically I've seen people, expand their space, take that revenue that they could have allocated to a person and then never get it back. And they just stuck in the rat race of like, well, I got more space and I just can't fill it. Right. Like you don't have people, you don't have people to facilitate the growth. Um, so stay there as long as possible. It yeah. would be my recommendation, unless the place is a huge dump and you're getting screwed over on the lease. Or like that. But, no, not, um, not really. We picked up the lease deal where it was. So we only have three years left on it. So we got okay. lucky. I didn't have to lock into a five-year lease. That was nice. I'm um, in a three-year deal, so we can we're kind of going to take that three years before we we would even consider a bigger place. So we got a little bit of time to figure that out, I guess. Was that a was that a brand new lease or was it a sublease from the previous owner? So we because one of the owners stayed with us, he just kind of can the lease uh, the the guy who just owns the intact. building. Yep, he just kept it as is, basically. So there was no kind of rewriting of the lease or anything like no. that? It's just, oh, okay. All right, well, that's not just actually... Just change right. the names. Okay, so that's got a... Okay, so that eliminates some problems. There are some problems, and I've run, I've personally gone through this, where if you're, if you're going to do that, and if you're going to purchase a gym, like, do everything humanly possible to have a full assumption of lease rather than sublet under the other person. Yeah. The landlord wants to do that because they want to have two people that they can hold liable liable right in this scenario in case shit falls through so um just a little nugget for people out there yeah um that makes the um okay so then i'm gonna put you on the spot here because everybody says this what is the plan for growth the plan for growth right now is to try to to you know in our opinion and i've heard it even on your guys podcast it's going to come more from like within and spreading word of mouth within our members and us doing a good job of retaining and then having people being excited to be there. And then they tell their friend or family member, we do a little bit of Facebook book advertising and like we'll sponsor a post on Instagram, but we right. all know that's not going to get us, you know, that's not going to really move the needle too much for us. It's going to be that word of mouth. And we have our referral program and we've been pumping that uh, every say two, three months. We'll, we'll kind of advertise it heavy. Then we'll let it settle for a little bit. And we're like, so July again, we're advertising it again. We, we came up with a different deal than we had in the last one. We're doing the community days. We're teaming up with other gyms to do like a community throwdown, just trying to get ourselves out there, our name out there, stay relevant and try to kind of build from within, which is kind of how the gym was built to begin with when it first, you know, when it first opened. That's really cool. The, uh, yeah, I, I would, I wouldn't even waste your money on the, on the boosts or the posts and stuff like that. It's just, you, you're just lighting money on fire. And if you're, my, my contention is always this, if, if you're spending, let's call it two to 300 bucks a month, number one, you're not getting any sort of significant reach no. off of that. Typically I'm like, take two to 300 bucks a month and do a, a member raffle giveaway of some sort like take that 300 bucks instead of burning it and giving it to Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. give it back to the community, like buy everybody uh, a cup of starbucks or give away a, yeah. a, a noble gift card or some shit like that like yeah. don't don't put it into facebook instagram machine because the it's probably not built in the back end correctly you don't have to look at the analytics and i'm like yeah we boosted and a bunch of people saw it and i'm like that's not what paid right. ads are for <laughs> they are for conversion whether immediate or long term and it probably none of those things is built that way so 
Um, yeah, that's what I would do is I would just take that reallocate and just figure out like, what could we do with this? That well, I would give it directly back to the member base that will, will yield nine yeah. times out of 10. Like people, yeah. like people will do that. Um, like we just had, and th- so I'm pretty bullish about a lot of stuff because it works. Right. And, and everybody's just like, no, you got to run Facebook. I'm like, no, you don't like do a really good job on the front end. Like then I've talked, like we just had it happen again this week where another um, woman who was a referral came in and then within one week, she's like, I'm bringing you somebody else. Yeah. That's right. Awesome. Like that's just, yeah. that's, and that's not like, we're not like magicians, right? Like there, there's nothing, you know, unique about what we do. It's not entirely true, but like with the point with like, we're, we're just doing the simple things really well. We're trying to do the simple things really well. It's just like making yeah. sure people have a good experience that we take care of them, that we create awareness around the fact that there is a referral program because that person got a referral and then she's going to go ahead and turn around and use it again after yeah. that. And that's three people off of one, right? So like, these are the things that help you grow the community, but it starts with the front end which is what we were talking about when we were recording the podcast today is just like understanding how retention works and retention is draped over everything. Retention yeah. is not this thing that happens on the back end. It's, it's literally starts on the front end. Um, so with regard to that, what's, uh, what's your, do you have a goal for the end of 2021? Um, for the end of 2021, um, we've actually kind of already hit our goal. We, we just really wanted to, mostly break even just just for our first kind of year and we've already hit that so we got to kind of reevaluate and maybe shoot a little higher um i would love to like i said trans uh, get somebody on full time as opposed to just a part-time uh we have a couple people kind of in the uh waiting that if, if i was able to give them the go ahead hey you could hop on full time, they would be right on board with that. Right. Um, so that would be probably the, one of the next main goals would be to get a true full timer in there. Start so, with one and grow from there. So I actually want to go back and we'll do it. We're going to do a little real time coaching here, everybody. So when you hit your, you hit your goal, which is like, Hey, let's get back what we lost, not what yeah. you lost, but what was lost. So let's yeah. get back to kind of the, we'll call it the low watermark of like that 75 number. Yeah. We don't have to, we don't talk revenue, but if you're going to have these conversations, I always recommend that revenue be had in, in conjunction with, cause it's not just about the members. It, revenue is a real thing that we can't ignore. So let's just call it 75 and you say a little higher. Um, and it's worth noting if you guys hit it already, that's actually perfect. I would like to hit my six, I would like to hit my one year goal at six months and then I'm going to reevaluate and I'm going to establish another goal. So when you say a little higher, Let's put it out there for the world. Speak it into existence, like as Jay and I like to say. Specifically, what would you like a little higher to look like? Uh, I'd like to get the membership closer to 100, to be honest. I don't know if over the next six months if that's possible or not, but I, that's where I'd like to be. Well, you did 40. Yeah, that's true. Yes. And that's, and that's literally almost double what your number here is now. But the important part about this is, okay, so let's just call it 25. So yeah. you come up a little short here, 97. Okay, call, let's call it 25. Well, if I reverse engineer that, what do I need to do over the course of the next the next six months to get to 25? The easy math on there is four. Net three. Or yeah, yeah. four. Yeah. Yeah, net right. four. Right. So which is right. okay. So if you even if you come up net three, again, who cares? It's still yeah. I'm gonna be coming up 18, let's call it 20 mm-hmm. by the end of the year, and you're at 92. Yeah. So then in this scenario, I'm like, okay, let's be very specific about this. And this goes back into the smart goals, you know, like make it specific. 
But now what you can start doing is crafting that strategic plan. And in my opinion, everything should be viewed through that lens, which is like, Hey, how can I make sure everybody stays and that we get more people? Right. It's not, it's not either or, right. I don't, I don't have to sacrifice one at the expense of the other. So then when you're looking at these community events, yes, I want to, I want to do things like get everybody together. But I think one of the key principles that everybody misses that is like, what is the, what's the, I don't like to use this term, but everybody will get like, what's the hook on this kind of retention tool, right? Because I can use a retention tool as a sales tool, right? And it actually feels way better that way, to be honest with you. It feels not, it feels like not sleazy that way for a lot of people who are kind of like new to the idea of sales. What, what would we pair with those things that would bring in other people during some of these community events or community day or the, you know, the local competition that I think is a, a lot is like one of the missing aspects of this idea of growth is like, yes, retention is a massive part of that because it's really hard to have growth without good, without appropriate retention. Yeah. But then while focusing on retention, what can I sprinkle on top of that? That would lend itself to growth. That's where I, that's where I would have you focus if if we were looking at this like we put some very specific things on the calendar be like listen we're going to get four we're going to get four here we're going to get four here and we're going to get four here the other four i'm just hoping those people are kind of just hoping those people are going to walk in but those are going to be kind of the organic like google search i like fitness yeah yeah and then they'll just walk in because very few gyms don't have three to four people pinging their website every month we just fail to call them back we're just like Every time I look at somebody's leads, I'm like, what do you mean you don't have leads? So I'm looking at nine right here that you have not run down. So um, have you guys thought about that at all? Um, yes, um, we do. We do track our leads. We do have uh, our, um, you know, we have a dedicated uh, one. Of, one of the owners is dedicated to member um, communication specifically because we view it as such an important thing. Like that's like the only thing she's a coach as well, but we put that on her plate as it's very important. We want somebody to actually take the time to do that and make sure that that is being handled properly and promptly. If somebody reaches out, we want to get to them within an hour or two, if we can, even if it's one of our own members, we don't want to leave people feeling stranded. We take a lot of pride in our member communications. uh, What's your onboarding look like? Our onboarding right now is uh, we're just doing two, we're doing two classes. Um, where we're teaching kind of the nine foundational movements and it's, you know, if I there's, I know, I know <laughs> we're, we, that's one thing we haven't had a chance to kind of go back and, and reevaluate. I'm, I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm just giving you a hard time. But yeah. And if you notice that, if I notice that they're really poor in one area, we'll kind of focus more on one than the other and touch on some of the other stuff just so they see it and just start to kind of get an idea. Are you doing all of these one-on-one? Yes, they are one-on-one unless multiple people join at the same time, then we'll, right. we'll try to lump them in. This is an interesting one. And I, I think, um, I think there's optimal. And I think that there's a bunch of stuff in the middle that is falls in the practical bucket. And so we don't actually teach one method. What we do is we, we lay out a bunch of different scenarios. And the primary thing that we take into account is what is feasible based on manpower going back to what we were referring to earlier, yeah. which is like, Hey, listen, if you're coaching 25 classes a week, you're doing a couple of PTs here and there, and you're going to do all the consults and the onboardings, right? Like even it was two, let's just say you brought on, so you're going to do 25 classes a week and you're going to throw in two consults and then another four trainings. So this is 30 hours a week. Anybody who's never coached 30 hours a week, it's not fun. 
I don't give a shit how much you like coaching. That is not fun. Like that is exhausting. And, um, you're good for like, I don't know, a week and a half before your coaching becomes (laughs) subpar. Yeah. Um, yeah. so what we'll look at is like, what is feasible and then we'll design the best variation based on what they have available with a plan to evolve it over time. Like as the yeah. team grows, then we will morph it. Right. But the point is we'll just apply the same principles to every single different variation of that. It's just like the time allocated, you know, it's so like one of my mentors in CrossFit, uh, Joe Alexander, he's just like, listen, your ability to compress or expand information is really kind of what makes you a ninja in your craft. And if you need to compress it because you don't have a, a ton of team, well, then you're going to compress that onboarding and I, it, because it's because it's necessary. Yeah. As I get freed up, now I'm going to open it back up because it does provide a better experience. But just not to say that you couldn't do a good experience with one. We just don't believe it to be optimal is where we go with that. So yeah. um, that that would be my next thing is like I would obviously if you need to do a price scrub on anything, like I would take a hard look at that because that's, that's an easy way to kind of get back to maybe lost revenue. But the second thing I would look at is like, what is the onboarding process? Because that's the first, that's like the first hill that we cross over with regard to retention. Like, what does that experience look like for people that come through? Yeah. Um, And we, we kind of do take it case by case because you're always going to have people maybe that move well and others that don't. Um, And so, you know, you can kind of figure that out pretty quickly and it's kind of case by case um, with that. Um, we've also added nutrition too, uh, nutrition into the mix because we want to raise that average, um, that arm number quickly. And we feel like it's kind of a joke if you're a gym and you're not talking about nutrition. So we do have a nutrition, it's precision nutrition, um, program. And we have, you know, we only have like maybe five members in it right now. I'm actually in it too. I don't really count. So I would be the six, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's small, but it's growing and it's something and it's better than not having it, you know? So for those that, that might not know, when you say arm, what, what he's referring to is average revenue per member, right? So like, what is the average amount of dollars that the, that the client is spending inside the walls of the business, not just their membership, right? So there's, we've talked about this before too. There's a lot of ways to increase arm and everybody automatically assumes that you just have to raise the prices, which is not true at all. If you put a solid retail plan in place, you could raise your arm 20, 25 bucks yeah. a person just by doing that. Um, yeah. and, you don't, and you don't have to touch the retail portion of that. So, um, so when you say you add nutrition, meaning you just added that as a premium service or you've looped it in, uh, somewhere else. It's a, it's a standalone like premium service. And it's also offered to non-members. We have a separate price. You pay a little more if you're a non-member, but you have the option if you want it. And then our, let me ask you, this is a little strategic as well. Are those non-members local to your gym? Are they virtual, like out of state somewhere? So when we did the nutrition seminar, we had a couple people come in that were local. We haven't had anybody outside of that. So that it, it's local for now. Got it. So what's your plan to get them in the gym? Um, just keep, keep preaching the, the, uh, the nutrition stuff and let them see those gains there. And once they start feeling good, you know, we always are encouraging them to get in and, and do it. We don't want to be like preachy, like, Hey, CrossFit's the best thing ever, or whatever. We kind of let people make that decision on their own, but we're just going to show you kind of how much fun we have, the things we do, the type of people we are. And hopefully that's enough to, you know, to, to stick, you know, you guys do uh, test in and test out workout with your nutrition clients. Not yet, but we do like the weights and measurements, you know, weigh them, measure, take all their measurements. So they do a pretty lengthy consult of like, what are your goals? Where are you going? What are you doing right now? I think kind that, of- I think adding that in as a layup 
for okay for for for, con, for conversion right like and and it and it fits within the overarching within the overarching scheme and and theme of crossfit which is you know if we think about the sickness wellness fitness continuum yeah and i think about typically if we're if we're talking about this in the context of the level one typically what we're putting there in that lecture are biometrics right so you know resting heart rate blood pressure yeah. ob or you know uh, body fat percentage but we would also layer on fitness markers there too. And the goal is obviously to get them all to fit. So I think it's really useful to put like a test in workout and then, okay. and then have them test out because it's not unreasonable for, for somebody to just work on their nutrition and test out better. Now it's probably not going to be, you know, incredible test out, but we all both know that if you do something simple, like shed 15 pounds, right that would lend itself to moving a little bit faster and, and, and being able to, you know, at least lend itself to mathematically trying to produce higher power output. So I think that's a cool one because if, if I can, we know that those two need to go hand in hand. Yeah. Right. It's not like, and that's what we say in, in, the, in the lectures in level one, which is like, Hey, if you're not doing CrossFit or constantly varied functional movements executed to high intensity while doing you know, nutrition, largely, you know, eating meats, vegetables, nuts, seeds, little start, no yep. sugar, uh, little, um, some fruit, little starts, no sugar. Well, then you're not doing CrossFit because our contention is you can't separate the two because it's a right. lifestyle. So it's just like, you can exercise yourself all day long, but if you're going to eat cheesecake and Cheetos all day, that will, then that doesn't count. Right. Right. Like, you know, Chris Glassman's famous for that quote, just like, you cannot work a shitty diet. Like it's right. not going to work. So this is a really good opportunity to expose them to that and let them know that like, this does have tremendous carryover. Oh, and by the way, we do that here as well. I, I really like that idea. I'd never thought of that before. So I really like that. You're welcome. <laughs> that, that'll be on the docket very there soon. You, there course, you go. So. <laughs> um, what do you find to be the biggest hurdle at this point for you guys? probably just like staying focused on one thing. There's like so many things that you could be doing and you just have to be like, no, I need to focus on this right now. And just learning when to delegate, like, okay, I'm getting a little overwhelmed. There are four of us, you know what? I need to reach out to somebody else and say, Hey, can you handle this? And every time I do, or one of us does, someone is willing to pick up that slack and, and it's worked out really well. Just have to learn to do that. I know somebody that can help you with all of those things. Um, the, uh, <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. The, that is also a really sticky spot for affiliate artists. They're like, I know there's a million things here to do. And a lot of people end up doing nothing because they get decision fatigue yeah. and, and they're just like, I have no idea. And I'm, I'm terrified that if I start working on this, when I put in all this work, it's, it's not going to yield anything because it might not be the right time, um, which is a real fear. You know, that's a, that's a real thing. You, you can absolutely do that. Um, and so this is where I think it's helpful. And we talked about this on a recent podcast with regard to just an affiliate owners and like putting out fires all the time. It's just like line up all those things and establish which one of these is most important. Yeah. Like, like if you, like if somebody like locked you in a room and be like, you don't leave here until you pick one, yeah. pick one, work on that one and then fix it. And then slide that one off and then pick the next one. Be like, which one's the, the, the most important now. And it seems easy, but there's a lot of questions you get asked when you say what's most important. So like, what's, what's most important to what, right. To yeah. the growth of the business, to the seamless nature of operations, to the coaching staff, to revenue, 
Um, and this is where it can be a little bit of kind of the, the, the shell game or the cup game, which is like, Hey, I know the answers under one underneath those cups and I'm moving around a lot, but I fucking never know which cup it's underneath. <laughs> and, and this is where there, I don't know that there is a right or, um, there's a right answer, but I think it's unique to each business. Yeah. So like I'll work with people sometimes and I'm like, Hey, we're going to take this over here, which is typically like the fifth thing that we do. And I'm moving it to number two because that is what needs to happen right now. Yeah. And we'll just acknowledge, Hey, this is out of order. It is going to create a little bit of some problems here as we go through this, but the priority for your business is X, whether right. it be revenue or growth or, or your priority is like these memberships are a disaster. We need to get those sorted out like very quickly. Um, but typically if I'm going to start from scratching at all time in the world, there's a, there's a pretty nice little template with like how I would lay those out so that everything makes sense. And when I finish one, that layers into number two, and then that layers into number three, and then all the pieces fit together very nicely. But um, yeah, that can be tricky. So I think it's one of those ones where you think is like, what does the business need? Yeah. And then I would, I would prioritize based on that. Right. Because there's, and, and, and you guys have a unique scenario where there's four cooks in the kitchen and that can lend itself to other problems, which is like everybody perceives the needs to be different. So it's like, how, yeah. do, I, how do I figure that out? Um, so on that note, I have a separate question, which is how do you guys go about decision-making? Um, just, just communicate basically. And, and really we, you know, it sounds kind of goofy, but we have not had any like disagreements. We're all very much on the same page with, and we kind of laid out that in, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we laid that out before we ever bought, though. Before we bought in, we all wanted to right. make sure everyone had the same vision, and we did, you know. Um, honestly, whenever I talked to you last July, I started putting together the team because I knew I wanted to start this thing. And I started reading the books and started doing all cool. my due diligence and getting everybody on board and kind of vision casting to the team so that when we did get our chance, we already were there. You know, we already were on the same page. If you were going to recommend one book to somebody who's considering doing this, uh, over the past year, what, what have you read and found to be most useful in, for you going through this process? Uh, E-Myth by far mm, e -Myth okay. taught me so much about business structure and kind of, if you're starting from the ground up, kind of how to do it. And I know it's not a specific gym book, but man, there's so many valuable nuggets in that book of just what to do and good guidance. Is it the most recent version? I got the E-Myth revisited, I guess, which I okay. think is a decent version. I, I want to, I want, I, I'm pretty sure that he wrote, or there's like a, an, a I don't want to say amended, I don't think it's the right word, it's not abridged either, but I think there's like a newer version, I have to go back and look, but um, because there, um, he has admitted to, he, that say, hey, it's like they're one of, those, one of the one uh, I don't want to say misinterpretations, but misinterpretations of the book was that everybody was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to move out of the business too soon. Right. You guys are a little unique because you're kind of starting out of the business yeah. and kind yeah. of trying to move in, which is a unique yeah. scenario. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not unique to CrossFit, but it's like, it is a unique scenario in the, in the business world where you have a fully functioning brick and mortar that you're really kind of on the outside and, and like marginally operating internally. Um, and I think I made this mistake and I know a lot of people, which is they, they tried to move to this, you know, uh, uh, I guess the owner or on the business a little too early, which is, yeah. man, if you did just stayed in that frying pan a little bit longer, created a little bit more stability, this would have worked out better, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, uh, have you guys figured out who is going to be the first one or who would make the most sense of the four of you? So like, as, yeah. as you grow the business, like who would you kind of like, who would leave their occupation? And obviously there's a lot of variables here, but like who would be the first person to leave their job and go ahead? Yeah, we have. And we talked about, about that before we even opened as well. Um, we, we do know, and that was already kind of laid out and discussed before, you know, before we officially signed anything. Um, so that would be Julia. She wants to be kind of the general manager. That would be, she's very fit for that role. And, uh, she would be our first candidate to do that. Nice. I like it. That's a, you, you mentioned something very important there, which is like, she fits the role. Yeah. Um, that is something that we harp on a lot in there, which is like, what's the job stick the right person in that job. Don't take somebody that you like and then give them a bunch of hodgepodge stuff. It usually won't work well. It won't match their strengths and it hurts the business long, long term. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about this, man? Give you some free money, brother. Like what, ask me, what do you got for me? What can I, what can I help you with? Um, so I guess for, for us right now, it's kind of like, we are, we're having a lot of, a lot of fun. Our members see that, um, we, we are not sure as far as if we are trying to grow, does it make sense to advertise anywhere? And I don't mean Facebook or Instagram. I'm saying like billboards, radio, what makes sense? And now in today's market, if you're trying to get your name out there, aside from people who are just going to tell their friends, what's kind of the, you know, another way to do it or another kind of avenue to take. So I've got like a couple different answers here, but like practically speaking in, in the scenario, which the four of you are in, I would not lean towards spending more money, right? I want to keep as much capital in the business as humanly possible. So I would go through every free avenue humanly possible, which is like, you know, obviously bring a friend week, make sure that the, the referral program is dialed in, um, reaching out to all your old members, right? Like I, I know there's, you, you did that for initially, but like, whatever that old mailing list looks like over, you know, 2018. So let's call it, there's gotta be at least three to 500 emails in there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I would, um, I would hit all of those up and I would offer them something and just yeah. see if you get any takers, you know, cause like you, you guys are in a unique scenario up there in the, in the PA area where like people been in lockdown for a hot minute yeah. and are, very inclined to take some help in some one of those scenarios. So like, just look at it like that, those 500 people, let's, you know, let's shave off 60 of them, right. That are the drop-ins from somewhere else. Okay. So 440, cool. 440 people who you're not complete strangers to who let's just say that you got 1%. Okay. I'll take five people. Like, yeah. I'll take five people off of that. Okay, cool. So now I'm at 77 right just yeah. by just just by sending out an email or designing a series of emails that isn't just a cold ask you know what i mean so i think it's always just like take a look at like what you have at your disposal and i'm not i'm not suggesting spam people with email right right like right. but i would also acknowledge that like everybody has this weird thing now that like they think your email is off limits it's just not like it's not like your telephone number that's different everybody's email is basically free game at this point. Like I get emails from things I've never signed up for, from people I don't give a shit about and right, every right. day and I unsubscribe for, for three straight years and they still ping me. Right. Like, oh, I, just, I just delete it. I just delete it. Um, but shoot your shot there. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think where, where that goes wrong is you're just getting an email that's an ask. 
right? Like send an email that has value in it. Like they open it up and they're like, thanks for not being the turd who just wants to sell me some shit. Yeah. Right. Like, hey, thanks for these uh, these at home workouts or this, you know, quick uh, food prep guide that you ginned up that I've been sitting around in the house, like trying to figure out for the past three years how to do. Provide some value up front. And if you can design like a nice little series or something like that, like I think you would get some takers. And if you don't, oh, well, at least right. you put some good out into the world and at least gotten some goodwill with people, which I think is far more important. Um, but I always start with like, what do you got? What do you have immediately available to you? And that's one of them. So the first one is obviously your member base. The second one is like old contacts that you can reach out to, um, but offer them something, you know, you know, there's, you guys are new ownership. So you could do some sort of grand reopening type promotion and yeah. then just shout it from the Hills on, on every social media platform for four to six weeks out in front of that. And then, you know, go from there. Um, yeah. So there's endless amounts of scenarios there. Now, with regard to the paid ads, um, that depends, man. Like, I'm not, I'm not really against anything. I just think that some of them have far less ROI than others. Yeah. Um, you know, like I have a client here who runs a fairly large business, and he he runs ads on the radio, and he gets like all sorts of traction off of those. Yeah. And people are like, oh, like whatever. But I'm like, he spent like 600 bucks for months of a like a 30 second spot on the radio. Which if, if that's the deal, I'll probably take it. Yeah. Right. Cause if you're look, if I'm looking at how many times I'm going to get that run over and for the amount I'm going to spend on it, I mean, that's two to three boosts on Facebook, which we can guarantee are going to give you no return whatsoever. Right. You know, um, billboards, I'm still not a fan of billboards cause nobody pays attention when they drive. So nobody's looking around. Um, but radio might not be a bad idea depending yeah. on what the deal looks like what's the duration of the spot how long is that going to run for how many weeks or whatever um so i think you should look into a lot of those things um but i think you should be very careful about where you spend your money um yeah but what i find far more often than not is like it's not necessary like you, if you just started with what you have you could get those two to three people every single month and it wouldn't cost you a dime other than a little sweat equity yeah. Yeah. I pretty much agree though. I mostly agree with that for sure. Um, what do you, uh, what part, let me ask you this. What part do you disagree with? Um, I, I guess I, I, I do there's, so there's, there's a billboard in particular, there's a, like a Globo gym just went up and their billboards in a great spot. I'm kind of jealous of it. Cause it's right at a, it's right at a light that always seems to be red. So you're always just sitting there with nothing right. to do. Well, so that would be. I'm not saying it's a bad role. But my only question is, what's it cost? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I never. Right. So if you're stuff. like, hey, it's five grand, I'm like, I'm out. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, you that's know? too much. But if you're like, hey, it's two hundred bucks a month, I'm like, mm, I might consider it for a couple months just to see what happens. Um, but a lot of those things, they'll like to try to rope you in. Like print ads are the worst. Yeah. Pay some egregious amount of money for for nobody to ever to fucking flip to page yeah, right. 78 for a right. corner for a corner yeah. ad page and you're just like god this is dumb um so yeah I, I, it's worth again worth discussing like if it's a steal it's a steal yeah or like I, take a good deal where where a good deal comes yeah it's not like i'm against billboards right. if you can steal a billboard go ahead and put your logo on there like do it all day long yeah right but typically that's not going to happen um, yeah. however, I'm a fan of deals. Like if you can get a deal, take the deal. Yeah. So yeah, without a doubt. Cool. What else, brother? 
Um, I mean, uh, so uh, just to, to mention uh, another thing that our people wanted was like the professional programming. So we've um, it was being written in house before and it was losing its luster. So we we actually have gone with ham plan now. And I just found out today they got acquired by CrossFit. So that's was, I was like on the I was like on the I was like, wait, <laughs> can I tell can I say that out loud yet? I don't know. Yeah. So, yes, uh, like I told you guys, I've been telling you for a long time. You heard it here first. CrossFit's been doing a bunch of stuff in the background. Yeah. This happens to be one of them. So I don't know what the, I have like quite literally have no idea what the uh, inner workings of that looks like. However, hand plan, which is James Austin Spencer, yep. uh, James, uh, Hope Art, Austin Melio and Spencer handle all games, athletes, all seminar staff member, all just straight up good dudes. They are now kind of running what CrossFit will be offering. I haven't looked through the details, so please don't quote me on this, but I believe it is free till the end of the year for a, for a small cohort, and then it would be paid. But it, I would imagine it would probably be not only um, very in line with what they were, what they were producing before, but probably yeah. even a little bit better because now they have a, like way more resources available to them. So if for those of you who are looking for programming that is written by people who know what they're doing that is going to come with a lot of resources you know probably full-blown lesson plans and videos and coaching tips of that nature yeah uh, it's available so go to crossfit if you're an affiliate owner check your email they emailed you sometimes i'm not sure if they just send those to me um but that's just me <laughs> that's, that's just me thinking i'm special when i'm not um no but i think it's cool i was actually trying to watch the video earlier but i kept getting interrupted but um yeah, yeah so, right. that, so that is available so um now I don't know what that means if you're using hand plan currently, but I'm sure they'll they'll let everybody know. Well, they so. they said not to expect much change other than it's going to be free. Um, I I do have to say their coach notes are like above and beyond. Like they're great, especially with having new coaches. Right. Our coaches so much appreciate like the the detail that their notes go into. If anyone is is kind of lacking notes in their programming, right. this is going to be a great place to look. I really have to say. Right. I I think. Um, they are paying very close attention to what affiliates need and want. And yeah. I, I think there's a lot more of this kind of stuff coming down the pike. So uh, just be on the lookout. So if that's what you guys are looking for, go no further. It will save you a lot of time. Um, however, I'm going to stick with what I have kind of put out there recently. Consider 80% done and you should own the other 20%. Change some of those workouts. Change yeah, we the do. equipment. Change some of the time domains. Make it fit for your community because yeah. as good as those guys are, and I consider it them to be some of the great minds in programming um as good as they are they are not in your affiliate so right. they're limited in their ability to deliver really really optimal programming what they're going to give you is a really nice skeleton uh, and you probably yeah. could use it blanket yes. but if you really wanted to put it over the top consider 80 percent done yeah agreed we supplement it with a little bit of extra stuff we know yeah. what our people want and we give them that so yeah give the people what they want right also right. also a retention tool well listen brother i'm i'm happy for you bro like i'm i'm excited what you guys are doing um i uh it's cool that you guys have just been kind of tracking along and, and kind of implementing where you can so a lot of stuff we've been putting out there and and uh i'm excited for your community dude like this is i think it's stoked i think uh, i think what you guys are doing is admirable i think it's uh something that if you if you do it right and you put in the work like you guys will you know, you will reap the rewards of it, not just, you know, monetarily, but just, yeah. just emotionally reap the rewards of that. So like, it's cool to see people do cool things, um, yeah. which I'm excited for you. So um, thanks for coming on, dude. I really appreciate it. And uh, if you guys yeah. are going through something similar, um, 
reach out. Happy to help you. Happy to chat with you. Happy to just let you pick our brains on on yeah. what it is that you think you might be able to improve on better. Um, any last things I, for the listeners, brother? Um, you know, it, honestly, I mean, people that already listen already know the value that you guys deliver, but don't hesitate to reach out to those guys and, you know, trust your gut with some of this stuff. If you think you know your affiliate, like, trust your gut and, and do what you think you should do. And if this really is your passion and maybe you were like me a year ago, you're considering buying an affiliate Fern might tell you not to, but I would say, do it, do it. You got to do it. It's so worthwhile. <laughs> I'm, I'm always on the edge. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm not saying don't, but I'm just like, listen, just put a little bit more thought into it. So you do it the right way. Do, do your it due the, diligence hey, and do hey, it do the it. right way. Hey, do that. Just do it better. Right. There you go. Perfect. Right. See Perfect. you guys next time. Thank you, Fern. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time. You've heard me talk about it before, and I'm truly not joking. I'm being 100% genuine. I love Doc Spartan products. I use it every day. I talk about the Sex Panther beard bomb. That's literally what is in my beard right now. And I use all of the scrubs. My favorite being the coffee scrub, just in the shower, gives you the tingles, gives you the feels. I love it. And there's so many other great products. I use their deodorant. I've used their hand care when I've had tears. Just check them out. It's veteran owned, you know, guy that was in the military serving our country, Dale. I got to know him over the years and he's just a great dude. And I started buying his products and he reached out to me and said, hey, we want to support the show and we appreciate it. And I just want you guys to not only support Doc Spartan and Dale, but also reap the benefits. If you want to be sexy like me, then you want to check out Doc Spartan products, 15% off with the code best hour. That's best hour for 15% off anything at their website, docspartan.com. Check out the coffee scrub and definitely check out the beard balm. And ladies, there's stuff for you too. So head on over to docspartan.com, use the code best hour and save 15%. You started your business to help others. Somewhere along the way, you lost the capability of doing it on your own. Imagine how much different your business would be with an extra $10,000. Would you pay your rent? Would you buy new equipment? Would you pay your coaches more? Would you pay yourself? What if you could do that and donate to others? We started our business to help you. Finally, a a payment solution for the micro-gym space. We are proud to introduce you to WheelPay, a platform that allows you to both save money and be generous. With giving partners like the Phoenix, the Navy SEAL Foundation, the Green Beret Project, and other charitable organizations, you can trust that your donations will make a massive difference in the lives of others. Saving has never been easier. Giving has never been easier. Pay better. Do better. WheelPay.